Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 218 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people. Whether you're a coach, a tutor, a teacher, I'm hoping to share what I've learned over the years with you guys so that you can walk with me every step of the way. Whether you're starting, growing or just continuing to love your tutoring business while staying, well, relatively sane. And having a boatload of fun in the process. As always, I'm going to keep it simple. No jargon, no buzzwords, no BS. Straight to the bottom line is, I want you to make more money, make more of a difference. And let's get on with it. So today I want to talk about time and the value of time. This is actually revisiting something from episode 21. Way back, I pulled the notes out for that. And it's the value of time in your business. And if you just listen to episode 21, you may notice some changes in how I'm perceiving things from then. It's very interesting to nip back and have a look at what I was thinking four years ago to what I'm thinking now. And whether the truth of that episode has actually been borne out. So let's crack on with it. Uh, Time, as Ray Cummings wrote in 1922 in his book, novel the girl in the golden atom time he said is what keeps everything from happening at once now i don't want to get into the the philosophical aspect of time the reality of it whether it's just a comfortable illusion we create for ourselves whether it's a continuum a loop whether it's a dimension i don't really care i'm just thinking i could do that in the blog this isn't the place for it my focus here is really the time that we spend in our teaching and coaching businesses. How we value it, how do we use it, and especially how to sell it. And recognizing the fact your time is a finite reserve. You're never going to have enough time to do everything you want. And that it's vital to only do it as the highest value to you and to make that time count. Now, I know from talking to my friends who are in the teaching game and people who get in touch via the email, which is info at neilcamado.com, that we tend to focus on being really good teachers rather than being good business people. And that means we can often get blindsided to how we use our time. So let's go through some of the things I think are important when you're thinking about time and developing the business. As teachers, the biggest issue is that we tend to get paid for our time. Okay, yeah, we're getting a premium on it because we're highly skilled, hopefully. But it's a finite resource. We can't really scale it up. It's very intensive and we've got to be personally involved. Because, of course, only we can do it right. That's maybe the subject for yet another episode. So we're always 
trading time for money it's it's a cycle that we have to repeat to infinity unless we can figure out a way out and have something that's a passive income stream maybe we can um, create some kind of residual income from that so that when we stop working we can continue to be paid for the work we've done so given that ongoing time constraint how many hours can we actually work per day uh, when in a day can we actually work these are constraints that really tie us to the business it's it's kind of a job isn't it it's rather than a business and maybe that's okay for you now but what about 10 years down the line what about if you get sick what about if there's another pandemic whatever your opinions are of that shower of steaming excrements you know what if you change your mind you don't want to teach anymore what then it's a sort of a exit strategy if you like how do you think about that and the the way i put this to you is if you're spending too much time working in your business you may not be working enough on your business and there's a big difference working in the business is face to face with your customers with your students working on your business is figuring out how to make more money out of what you do in less time and tutors in my experience are bloody awful at managing time we get very focused on generating immediate cash flow we cram our schedules full of stuff as much as we possibly can and that's fine it's a feast or famine scenario sometimes you can be absolutely making bank as my son would say some weeks and then other weeks when everyone's on vacation you're sitting there and there's tumbleweed floating across in front of you crickets chirping in the background there's nothing going on so we can be too focused on getting more students and putting up with people that we don't like we dash around from point to point um maybe traveling too much too much dead time we take too many breaks drink too much coffee guilty as charged i do it all the time and um, especially after we've broken our ddwt rule i don't deal with tossers rule and we get a no-show we can get distracted very easily into social media youtube clips you know ephemeral distractions we can fail to control the start and end of lessons this is the big one if you've got a very chatty person or a um, i've got a couple of married guys who really don't want to go home to their wives this is you know their guitar lessons with me are their great points of their, their week their high points the hour they get to do exactly what they love most and frankly it's very obvious they don't want to go home some of them not all of them so we've got to get good at managing people managing schedules and you know maybe we're going to spend a lot of time traveling between areas setting things up thinking very very short term and not planning for the long term and that's getting stuck in your business working not working on your business so all that wasted time the breaks what are you going to do in a break how many breaks do you need in a day my answer to that is as few as possible particularly for me because if i have a break i'll go in the kitchen i'll eat something i'm going to get even fatter <laughs> holidays i loathe holidays they take me away from doing things that i love 
oh, really it's nothing worse for me than sitting on a beach because I just end up wishing I was teaching and playing guitar and helping people maybe you want to have a nice easy time and you spread your clients lazily over a whole day rather than concentrate them all into a tight little area maybe if you're a travelling teacher you know, maybe you don't zone your work and cluster into tight geographic areas to cut down your travel time but your time is finite guys every minute you're not earning your hourly rates during your working hours is diminishing you must optimize your teaching schedule and you've got to manage your voids your cancellations your travel time as well as that we can often spend time doing low value tasks jobs you could easily outsource and pay less than you get paid for teaching Therefore, you've got a marginal gain on this. So if you can get someone to come and clean the house for you, clean your teaching room, take care of the cooking, the bookkeeping, anything else you can outsource at all, outsource it. If you're paying someone 20 quid an hour to do the bookkeeping and you're making 35 pounds an hour teaching, it's a no-brainer. There's 15 pound an hour margin on that. Now, if you're very driven, you'll always ask the question, how do I do this? A better question to ask, I think, is, am I the only person who can do this? If the answer to that is no, you've got to ask yourself the next question, which is, who can I get to do this for me that I can pay less than my teaching rate? I'm still looking to find a batch cook, someone who can cook, once a week for me and make a whole week's worth of food. I've already got a cleaner. If I need to go somewhere, I'll hire a car with a driver. I can drive myself and listen to an audio book. But there are other things I can do with the time if I get someone to drive me or take the train. So that's the active time component. Now there's the, the other time components as I see them are how you can get additional income to effectively up your hourly rate these are you know fairly long term and often very high value strategies built around the idea of residuals or passive income so a great way to really boost your hourly rate is to ask yourself to find 20 more ways to make money every week and write them down write things down don't put them in the phone it's the place where ideas go to die write them on paper and pin them up somewhere you're going to see them now some of them you'll do and some you won't but if you capture the ideas you can get on a list and start working on it Always be looking to make investments that can produce income for you in the background. Use up your ISA allowances, the tax-free allowances. Look at maximising your pensions because it's tax relief on that. And think about assets that provide cash flow for you. For instance, um, I have my PA system, which goes out on hire. Occasionally, I will hire guitars out to people. But instead of my PA system sitting in the corner, 
most of the year it goes out and every year it pays for itself several times over now it was used when i bought it for a few hundred quid and it's generated several thousand pounds of higher income i think that's good anything that you can hire out consider adding that to your business what other assets can you acquire and control that can generate additional income think about it maybe it's property maybe it's i don't know, maybe a wedding car or something anything you can add to it will effectively up your hourly rate there are also capital assets that you can own that may or may not appreciate in value a friend of mine invests in whiskey of all things personally i invest in property another friend of mine collects big ticket guitars preferably with celebrity provenance i know someone who invests in watches and makes good money at it another friend invests in cryptocurrencies which i'm somewhat skeptical about and so on stocks and shares index funds many many potential assets there with growth capital growth possibility best of all though are assets that do both things that provide you with an immediate cash flow and the potential for capital growth for me property i can enjoy the cash flow now and sit back and watch the properties value inflate over time i'll get onto that in a moment and it's immediate effect on hourly rates additional to that there is intellectual property if you like to write or compose there's music books audio video online courses if you get those assets working in the background for you every month they'll add a little bit extra to your hourly rate because you simply average it out over the month so keep on adding to your marketing mix if you like your product lines keep on adding to your skills anything that you can learn that will increase your value in the marketplace will be a good investment long term it also allows you to second stream income spread your risk and avoid disasters so i think it's best to ask yourself what can i do to make money as well as teaching face to face think in terms of in addition to as well as and and what else anything that generates cash flow in the background while you're working is in effect raising your personal hourly rate now when i recorded an earlier episode on the value of time back in 2018 i just started investing in property so at the start of that point the figures were a little bit more conservative and i said suppose you save up the money put to put a deposit down on an investment property which you rent out and after all costs mortgage payments and taxes the property provides you with an extra 200 pounds a month well that's not going to set the world on fire especially when you divide that amount by the number of hours you've worked in the month so your average working week 
let's say you teach 40 hours a week multiply that by 4.34 that's the number of weeks in a month on average and that'll get you the total number of working hours per month in this case 173.6 hours a month so let's let's say the property generates 250 pounds a month but if I divide that by 173.6, it's actually adding £1.44 an hour to my hourly rate. Okay, that's cool. I remember asking, suppose you had more than one investment property, how cool would that be? Back then I thought it would be pretty cool. Since then I've added additional properties to my portfolio as and when I've been able to. Now I have 15 properties adding to my cash flow every month and they generate around £5,000 a month after all costs. That's the same as having a second full-time job paying £28.79 per hour. And it's a full-time job I don't have to go to. So this stuff works if you do it. If you don't do it, it doesn't work. Now that I can add into that, the royalties and intellectual property, any higher income, anything else that I can get paid for. Whether that's doing a, a telephone conversation, providing a hypnosis product bespoke for someone. There are lots of things that you can do to generate that extra income. And if you can repeat, repeat and add to and add two, you end up with an income that keeps on growing and keeps on growing. So imagine having an income that you had to work just a few hours a month to earn forever. Start to think long term and hands off. Low time demand investments of your time. Start with anything. Maybe it's you getting your Google. AdSense on your website, do some affiliate marketing, write your first book, self-publish it. Remember, your time is your most precious resource and everything affects your hourly rate. So you must charge the very most you can. You must eliminate dead slots from your schedule. Discipline your students and always charge for late notice cancellations. Get rid of the voids. Fill them up with standbys from a list of standby students if there are any extra ad hoc slots that come available. Take a few breaks. It actually affect your diet and your metabolism as well, and that can't be a bad thing. Cut out travel or eliminate as much of it as you possibly can. If you're travelling, and even if you're working at home, reduce any setup and set down times. I work at home, so this is pretty much taken care of but suppose you were like Tom one of my students who does a singing show around a circuit of care homes he was getting frustrated uh, with what he was doing so I told him to rack mount his sound system and put it in a, a rack with wheels on so he could just push it in and out of venues plug a couple of speakers in and get on with it so we did this together and instead of him spending a load of time setting up and then taking it down after the show two or three times a day, we got it to the point where it could be up and running in five minutes and taken down in about four. 
That eliminated about three hours per day of setup and takedown time as he took his show on the road. That means there's an extra gig he can do a day, more people he can entertain, if he wants to. It's also means he can have more time to do other things. The second benefit of that was he stopped having broken cables, damaged equipment and losing time to that. And guys, this is a tough one for some of you to hear. When you're working, work really bloody hard. Work harder than other people think is sane or rational. And if you work hard enough, long enough, there will come a time when you don't have to. And that's when those people who were telling you to take it easy, to chill out, and that you were working so hard, that's when they'll look at you and ask, what happened? How have you suddenly become so successful? Although it was, as though it was magic or some overnight miracle you'd done. That's the value of knowing what your time's all about, managing your time. Don't undervalue it, don't overlook it. The old saying that time is money is a cliche for a reason. It's because it's true. Now, I hope this podcast has been some help to you. If it has, I'd love to hear from you. If you hate me, I'd love to hear from you as well, because you'll be telling me who you are. Let me know your trials, your triumphs, your challenges, your failures, your victories. I'm here to learn, as well as to share what I've learned. Let me know what you think. You can find me, it's info at neilcamado.com. And, of course, I'll be hanging out on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Tutor Podcast, and you'll get all the updated episodes, and a load more tips to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business the way I love mine. So till next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.